Hi, and welcome to the Transformations with Jane podcast. Today, I'm interviewing my friend, Mariana. She is a wonderful woman from the Netherlands. She has an Australian husband, She's and she has two sons. She's a transformational coach and certified tapping into wealth coach. So she helps women to heal their money stories and change their mindsets so they can feel confident to take their next steps and make their dreams a reality. So during this, uh, re- during this conversation, we talk a lot about money blocks, some of the main money blocks that people have, and we talk about my money blocks, and I even get coached a little bit in our conversation, so that's pretty cool. Um, Marianne is very adventurous. Um, she came to Japan last year on my transformational retreats. Um, Real Japan Retreat and she had an amazing time and she said to me um, before she left that when she got on the plane she had this feeling that this would not be her her first and only trip to Japan. She would definitely be coming back so I'm really looking forward to seeing her in person again this year and yeah I'm excited to see what she's going to do next and if you listen to this podcast um, I think you'll come away feeling really calm and really centered after listening to Marianne speak so definitely have a listen to this one Um, I know I always feel calm relaxed and so much better after having spoken to Marianne so she just has this way about her that's just wonderful yeah so I hope you enjoy listening to our conversation Hello, Mariana. Hi, Jane. Welcome to the Transformations with Jane podcast. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for uh, having me today. Um, It's a pleasure. (laughs) Yeah, I'm very excited to have you here. Um, We are both um, stepping outside of our comfort zones, aren't we? Um, (laughs) I'm interviewing (laughs) someone and... This is your first podcast interview, isn't it? It is. So it's, uh, yeah, it's an interesting experience and I'm looking to have this experience with you. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for um, trusting me and coming along today. And so I'm in New Zealand and you are in the Netherlands right now, aren't you? Mm -hmm. So we're sort of connecting New Zealand and Old Zealand um, <laughs> because <laughs> that's where um, Abel Tasman came from, who is a discoverer who discovered New Zealand and named it, I think. So, um, yeah, pretty excited to be connecting with you today. How's the weather over where you are? It's, um, it is winter still uh, at this moment, and um, we've just had a few days of really cold weather, but it's up to 10 degrees Celsius at the moment, so it feels like spring. Oh, very good. And, uh, yeah, hope it continues and uh, gets a bit warmer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're just at the end of summer here, and it's been a beautiful, it's a beautiful sunny day here in New Zealand, so I feel very lucky that I'm in this part of the world and not in Japan where I usually am, where it's um, probably quite a lot colder. 
and mm. uh, not so nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Mariana, could you tell everyone a little bit about you, what you do and who you help with your services? Mm-hmm. Um, angel wealth coach. I uh, help women heal their money stories. And uh, by that, I mean, we uncover the words and beliefs we say or repeat when it comes to money and wealth. Um, we find out how they make us feel and how they keep us from going after our dreams. Um, I mainly help uh, women entrepreneurs, uh, professionals, and of course, women who have become aware that something is keeping them from having a healthy relationship with money. Mm. Um, I use different modalities um, in my coaching, like EFT tapping, um, and I, uh, yeah, the way I help is, um, of course, uh, with coaching um, one-on-one, uh, usually actually uh, online because I have clients worldwide, mm. uh, English-speaking clients, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, and Dutch-speaking ones. Um, yeah, so that's what I'm uh, doing. Yeah, so um, this topic of money and money blocks is becoming more and more um what was should I say well known as a thing I think most of us Mm -hmm. didn't realize for a long time that this was a thing that we struggle with especially as women yeah um Mm -hmm. especially with asking not asking for but um setting prices for your products or services and or requesting payments from customers um, we all have these sort of blocks or challenges when it comes to doing that. And I know I definitely went through or am going through um, that in my own work and in my own business as well. And I didn't realize that was a thing until I actually started having to request money from my clients um, or my students or you know, retreat participants myself rather than working for a job who just you know pays you automatically. And we don't realize the difference, yeah, until we actually have to do it. Definitely, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and um, it's so interesting uh, to find out what kind of uh, blocks we have or we might have. We usually are not aware that we have them. Um, and, and what you mentioned, like a lot of women, uh, I don't want to say that everyone, but quite a few of the women that I work with, especially coaches, um, they're so used to help other people, help other women, um, and they don't feel entitled to charge money for that. Um, right. Yes. Because they think they need to help because that's what their mothers did. And um, yeah, or that's what they see around them that, you know, you, you as a woman help another woman. And uh, that's just what we do. So it's, it's, um, sometimes really difficult for most people to change that or to think or to become aware and then change it um that yes what we're doing is i can help other people um and charge for it without feeling guilty or feeling that i'm not supposed to ask a lot of money um because by helping other people as a coach or in whatever um business you are um yeah, you you help other people um, become aware of what they uh, might need to know, so they benefit from it and they are willing to pay for it. Um, yeah, if you're not afraid to ask, so mm. it's an, an interesting process. Yes, <laughs> it is. It is. 
Um, and it's not sustainable either, is it, to just keep coaching people for either no money or very low um, fees or something. You just get drained and you'll just have to find another job basically because it's not working, is it? So you can't help yes. people if you don't look after yourself as well by requesting the, what your value or what you're worth, yeah? Yeah, exactly. And and one of the things that I have to have been pointing out to a lot of women is that um, by charging um, a, a good amount of money for your services or your products um, means that you can have a comfortable life, but you can also use that money um, if you are so inclined to to help uh, other people who don't have that much money or, you know, of a good cause, as you might call it. Um, so that way you, by charging a good amount for yourself so you can, uh, you know, pay the rent or uh, pay the mortgage um, and the food and you can, you know, do whatever you need to do and want to do. You can also help other people by giving them money or donating money or setting up a project um, where you can help people who don't have much money. Exactly. Um, yes. So that, that way you you create a sort of ripple effect, and um, yeah, uh, a lot mm. of women once they realize that they're like, oh yeah, of course, but that's how I can help other people more than if I just do and give my services for free. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's it is powerful. Money is powerful, and it and I've heard someone say, money is energy. Is that right? Or like um, it's a kind of like a flow of energy. So um, you can use that instead of your own energy to make changes as well. So the more you have, the better basically for helping others. Yeah. So that's <laughs> amazing what you can do when you have more money, how much, how many more people you can help without having to spend your own physical energy and wear yourself out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. So what are some of the the main blocks that people come that people seem to have amongst the uh, the women or the, your clients? Um, well, the most common blocks are um, when you hear them, they might sound like, oh, um, is it that simple? <laughs> <laughs> They're things like, I'm not good enough. I don't right. know enough. Uh, I cannot do this. Um, I'm not worthy. Yes. Um, I've always been um, like this, or my family has always been like this. Right. Or um, people who have a lot of money, they um, they probably didn't really get that in the right way, or they probably avoid paying taxes. Mm -hmm. It and um, those blocks or stories um, usually come from what you've heard all your life uh, or what you've experienced in your life um, and it's not your fault that you think that way or you feel that way it's just that you've kind of been almost programmed to think that way um, without even knowing it because sometimes yes mm. yeah that that's the another interesting thing that you might not even think that you have a block but once you do a little searching you find oh that's what I'm constantly thinking when I want to ask for money or when I want to you know start a business or um, 
sell my product, um, I'm, I'm, I'm unconsciously blocking myself because I think that it's not worth enough or it's not good enough or I don't know how to do this. Or mm. we have never had money, so why would I be able to have money? Right. So. Yeah, that, um, <laughs> that first, some of those really resonated with me, especially the, the first sort of ones you mentioned. I'm not good enough. I don't know enough. I'm not worthy of, of this mm. money. Yeah. People paying me this money to do this or what I have doesn't have value or what I know doesn't have value to others. Those, some of the things that came up for me just then uh, that I resonated with just then as you listed off um, some of those. Yeah. Mm. I know I knew they were there, but yeah, they, re they still resonate with me. So obviously I still have some blocks there about, about that um as in working and we're a work in progress and all of that so what how do you use eft to get through these blocks um do you want me to explain what eft is first yes a little i know some sure. people might know but it's, some people might not yeah i'll explain very shortly eft stands for emotional freedom technique and it's um you tap your fingers on acupressure points that we all have um, in our in our bodies. We don't mm. stick needles in them like we would do with acupuncture, mm -hmm. uh, but you can tap on them, and that way you can release um, the blocks um, from your yeah the, the reaction to those blocks or thoughts, um, and replace them um, with other words or thoughts that are more beneficial to you and um, it's sometimes for someone who hasn't done it it sounds really weird or like but usually I don't take too much time explaining how it works I'll just you know take them along <laughs> <laughs> you know experience it because that that's the best way to um, yeah to explain how it works and see how it works mm, yeah yeah just to have a go get in there <laughs> So you do that, you're tapping on the various places and you um, say some certain phrases that help to uh, reprogram these unhelpful thoughts or feelings yeah. that so we you, have, yeah? Yes, you usually start with saying uh, how you feel about something and those are usually the negative thoughts. Hmm. Um, so you can release those um, and also that, it's okay that you feel that. So you're not right. judging them, you're just saying, okay, even though I feel that I'm not good enough, I totally accept myself and I love myself. That way you're not judging yourself mm -hmm. uh, and it's okay to feel that way. And once you uh, tap a bit more on, oh, I don't feel good enough, I don't know enough on the various points, you, you, f you, you usually... Uh, feel a shift happening that it's not you're not reacting as much on it anymore because you might get emotional you might get angry you might get frustrated while you tap um, saying really people start feeling these emotions while you're just doing tapping and saying those words mm -hmm. that can happen usually happen uh, in, in some sort of way um, but then you the more you tap um, the more you release those feelings and you can let yeah. go and you then that's also a very yeah, uh, interesting process to to witness is that people can 
you know, f- say different things like, okay, um, even though I think I don't know enough, I am open to find um, more information or I am open to accept that uh, what I know is enough for now and I can learn more. So they, you know, or even yeah. say, I know enough. I already know enough. I have been telling myself I don't know enough or I am not good enough, but I, mm-hmm. I actually am good enough. And that realization then, um, yeah, it changes the whole mindset. Yes. Yes, that's that's great. Yeah, um, and everyone, yeah, can find their own truth that yeah. that helps them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, you use um, <clears throat> you use tapping to help your clients transform their um, money blocks, especially and and anything else that comes along. I'm sure. Um, yeah. And how? So I know that. Uh, so you came to Japan. Uh, last year on my real Japan retreat and so I'd like to hear about your experience with coming to Japan and how that may have influenced you or changed your life sort of pre and post your trip to Japan (laughs) I know it was a very um, big experience for you it was a huge experience for me it was um, I must say that I thought I was uh, quite balanced in my life. Um, <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, well, yeah, because um, I was, um, I guess, afterwards or during that retreat that you organized so well, um, I noticed how important it is for uh, me, at least, and I think I noticed that with the other women, but they have to speak for themselves um that it's so good to be away from your daily um situation and uh, your job your family to really focus on what it is that you need and you want or that that was the the case for me that it was really good to be away from my um day-to-day job and duties and things that i thought i needed to do all the time to you know Mm. keep my family running um because of all kind of reasons um and how good it is to to look at that and see okay i'm probably doing a bit too much or uh, i'm not taking enough time for myself Um, i'm putting everyone else before me Mm. and taking that time to go to japan uh, was a really good step for me to um really allow myself to see uh yeah the beautiful culture of Japan, meet wonderful people, um, the people who were on the retreat, but also beautiful Japanese people to interact with and um, hear beautiful stories and find out that we really, even though we might be living in different countries, we have so many similar dreams and mm. expectations in life. We live, you know, same family lives. We look after our families. Um even though it's different way of looking after our families because there's a culture of difference um, that I felt really enriched uh, going back home, knowing that there, yeah, there are women everywhere doing the same thing and that it's important to look after myself better and mm-hmm. take on a daily basis. 
Um, yes. yes, so it tra- transformed me in, I can't even know how many ways, but <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know it's important for, um, for me at least to, to take lots of time to, um, to get grounded, to find my balance um, between um, my family, my business and um, everything else that's happening, my social life. I'm uh, quite, uh, I, I'm, yeah, I don't, might not sound introverted at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I need a lot of time by myself to process everything and to um, have a lot of, um, yeah, to regain my energy and keep my energy high um, to be able to service. So uh, yeah, I kind of reset my life a little um, to fit that better, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it was interesting to f- to find that on our retreat there were two introverts, you and me, because mm-hmm. you know even though everybody would probably say, "Oh, Jane, you are not an introvert," I am very much an introvert, and I and like you just said, I need my time to be alone, quiet. Um, I cannot be around people all the time. I get very very grumpy, <laughs> and that is, I just need. And I really feel that, um, that I can sort of refuel or recharge when I'm alone. I love to have my alone time as well. And yeah, so there were you and you and I were the introverts and the other two participants were the extroverts, I think. They will probably mm-hmm. both say that they're fairly extroverted. Um, and so yeah, it was it was lovely to have that balance of the both both of us, yeah, the yin and yang, I think we really were. Um, definitely yeah, it was a great, um, it just happened naturally, didn't it, to have that, that balance of the two of each. Yes. And yeah, um, but yeah, it's a, it's a wonderful thing to know who you are and to accept that and to work with what you have and not against what you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so so um, yeah, by knowing that you need your time alone, then you can feel good about that rather than, um, maybe chastising yourself for not being out there all the time and meeting new people and um, have you know wondering why do you have this need to go and lock yourself in the bedroom <laughs> <laughs> for a few hours? Um, yeah. yeah. So I love um, that. That. So how do you do you do that? How do you work um, with being an introvert in your daily life? Um. Well, yeah, I kind of schedule um, me time in, um, especially because I'm I'm working from uh, from home and having my own business as a as a coach makes it, um, I guess, easier to uh, yeah schedule my day um, the way that I can be yeah can I. Yeah, so I can be the best um, at the different times of day. So I can be um, in the mornings, I, uh, after out of the house to school, university, to work. Um, then I, I have some time for myself. I can regroup. Uh, I can go outside for a walk or do my sports or do a meditation before I go to work. Uh, or start work. I mean, I work from home, so I uh, <laughs> go to your <laughs> desk, yes, <laughs> yeah. and uh, have 
uh, either do uh, the tasks I want to do or have a conversation with a client. Um, yeah, and I, I, I don't work really full days because that's not, then I won't give my all when I have my clients and I want to be there for them the best way I can. So I have to um, um, not overschedule myself and know mm. that this occasionally it happens, then I'll have to be more gentle with myself the next day or keep that day clear. Because, of course, there's a lot of things that I would like to do, and I do, but then I know I need to plan extra time into, um, you know, I need to go for a massage or I need to just go for that extra walk on that day. And that's fine. <laughs> so, <laughs> not like I stay at home and don't do anything. It's just um, I have to balance it out. And I've, I've, I've grown into that. Uh, took a while, but... <laughs> I've grown into that. Yeah. Mm. yeah, that really resonates with me because I do uh, like very similar work to you. I coach um, clients. I have um, English students and then I go on these retreats and especially the retreats are very full on. So mm -hmm. I have to make sure that I get some quiet time during the day, even though I'm, I'm on duty on my retreats and things, or when I come back, from a retreat to keep the week after very, very clear is, you know, not to put too much stuff in the week after because I know I'm just mentally and, and even sometimes physically as well, very exhausted after mm -hmm. doing, even if it's just a weekend long retreat. Um, yeah. So as I've gone along over the last year, at least um, doing retreats and things, I've noticed, okay, this is what I need to do afterwards. I can't have lots of big things scheduled after retreats and things. And yeah, that works really well. And to give yourself permission that you do not have to fill all of the all of the hours in your schedule during the yeah. day, yeah, with things for other people, especially, yeah, uh, you know, if you want to fill it with things for yourself, whether it might be taking a nap or going for a walk or whatever it is, that's okay. But yeah, even just having yeah the permission to do it, I think, was something that. I realized I needed needed the permission for a week off after <laughs> after a trip. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, it's good that you uh, also worked out how it works for you. <laughs> yes, yep. yes, it's a process. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely is. So, so do you? Um, I've been talking about my word of the year. Do you have a word of the year? Um. I know you've been talking about word of the year and I was actually wondering what my word was. I couldn't remember. So <laughs> <laughs> that was an interesting one. Uh, I know that for this month and I th probably one of, I know for this year I wanted to become more visible and uh, to connect more. So I've, um, I've taken that word for this month connect. And I, I, I realized that I've, it's something that I've been doing. I've been doing, uh, the whole year already so it's not connecting just with um, others but also with my myself um, mm. that's, yeah so that I know what I want to do and what I want to give and what I want to be um, so I can really connect with other people uh, from me um, listening to them and being open to them so connect is uh, a word and I think I had another, um, yeah, courageous 
has been a word that's been on my mind too. So hmm, I think being here on the podcast with you. <laughs> yes. Isn't it courageous? It um, is. It is. Yeah. Definitely. And so, uh, yeah, the, the, the year's not over yet. It's only just started. So there's probably a lot more of courageous things I'm going to do. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. And I mean, it was pretty courageous that you came to Japan by yourself last year, really, don't you think? Um, I think you've got a courageous streak in you, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, I love traveling. Ah, um, yes. Yes. Um, it's just that it's, it was hard for me to take that time. Um, so yes, it was a courageous thing indeed. You're right to say, okay, I am going to do this. Um, but then again, I knew that I, I, it was not like I went on my own because uh, you organized the retreat and there were other women coming um, who've become really good friends. So um, it's not like I started... Um, out with going somewhere where I knew no one so uh, but it was yeah it was courageous and it was um yeah I, I, I know when I got on the plane I was like oh wow I love doing things like this I need to listen mm. to more so yes I'm definitely gonna <laughs> travel some more I intend that's great yeah so um my I have a question that I try to use every day which is um, what does having so my word is faith what does having faith look like to me right now so I'm going to change it to your word which we just talked about courageous because I really like that word and I'm going to ask you the question so what does ha being cor courageous look like to you right now mm, it looks like um, trying uh, out new things and um, show um, hmm, show not show show is not the right word um, and connect with people and uh, see how I, I can support them and ask for support I think the asking for support is um, the courageous thing asking for help asking for uh, contacts, asking for um, their input and um, what they need and what I can do for them and becoming more visible, yeah, courageous. Well, there's so many points to, to that. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I like how you mentioned that, yeah, it's courageous to ask others for help because I know <laughs> that we well many of us struggle with that and I'm one I'm at the I'm the first in line for that one <laughs> you wanted to do it by yourself and um but every time I reach out and I ask for help usually because I'm in a bit of a state by the time I get to that point every time I I actually do ask for help it goes so much better than I imagined and everything turns out really really well generally so I don't know why I'm still trying, still trying to learn this lesson. <laughs> oh, probably because, um, yeah, that's what you need to. There's a lesson in there that you need to learn. 
Um, there is, because I haven't yeah. learned it yet. Why haven't yep. I learned it? <laughs> um, yeah. Do you want to go and go on a coaching? <laughs> no. right yeah, I think I need to set up some calls <laughs> with you for that. Why do I resist asking for help? But yeah, it's, um, it's something that I know I've always been the person or the kid who was independent and did everything myself. And so it's been a, it's a lifelong thing, isn't it? And you can't just sort of say, Oh, I used to, I've done that all my life. I'm just going to move on from that. Um, maybe a little bit more digging needs to be done. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, well the, the easiest suggestion right here, right now would be um, to, um, try and move forward the asking for help a little bit even you know just not until you're in a state but just right before that <laughs> yes let's do it a bit yeah. earlier yeah yeah just do it a bit <laughs> earlier and then work back to <laughs> that it's easy to ask for help yeah it's easy for us to help it's easy to ask for help and others are willing to help Mm. yeah like others oh, want others to help to yeah. Help. yeah others love to help them. yeah I'm not um yeah because I know if, you know when I get to the point where I just really need to ask for help the actual asking for help um can come up as this feeling of just wanting to be ill you know like this sort of feeling you know and it's very physical feeling in me that oh my god I I have to you know let somebody help me <laughs> you know um and it's usually it's not something like oh you know could you change the tire on the car or could you bring the washing in it's it's usually something more personal where I struggle to ask for help like um in the past it's been with my weight yeah um mm -hmm. or, or when my when that sort of feel like my eating is getting out of control um again you know when I thought I'd lost the weight and you know or I feel like I'm I'm not exercising as well as I should be and I need some, some help and I couldn't ask for it um, because surely I should have sorted this out by now. Um, these kinds of thoughts. So, yeah, um, definitely more the internal battle going on there. So, mm. Well, it's a good thing that you're aware of them. When, now you're aware of that, you can actually um, yeah, ask um, for someone to help you change that and yes. find out where it's coming from um yeah yeah I guess yeah I, I think I'm I'm slowly getting a little bit better at doing the actual asking and but yeah I guess I need to really dig down and find out what you know see what what is the belief that is driving this behavior yeah because it's not serving me anymore and, and especially in yeah. Yeah, some ways yeah mm. well thank you for that little bit of coaching here on the podcast mary <laughs> yeah uh, journal about it journal like what can i do different around this that's um you might be surprised what comes up yes that's a good good point okay i will write that down i will get out my journal and start journaling about um you know why i struggle to ask for help um, and and all things see what comes up. I'll let you know. <laughs> Maybe I need to do some tapping. Yeah. So, um, how about the future? What? So, I'm very interested in how we can create our dream futures by making decisions, incremental decisions today, basically, or you know, without waiting for the future to come around 
Um, so, yeah, what does your dream future look like for you, Mariana? Mm, my dream future would be that I can work location independent, which I already can really um, because I can take my laptop and work from anywhere. Mm. So I don't, I had this vision that I could not uh, because of kids going to school and all that. And that's also just limiting myself. I can already work location independent. Um, having said that, I would like when my kids are a bit older, um, really travel more and mm. work that way. Um, oh, it's not about work only, of course. Um, yeah, I just love seeing more of the world and uh, contribute somehow to, um, um, yeah, that, that women can develop more um, and sustainable lives for themselves. Um, I have no idea yet how I can contribute to that. That's something on my list to um, work on. Mm. And, um, yeah, my dream life is just being able to live a very happy life and enjoy life and being maybe even being an example for other people, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <Somewhere>. definitely. Because <laughs> you're doing it, yeah. you know. Like you're not just at, in an office thinking about it. You're actually out there taking the steps step by step towards that dream life aren't you you've got things happening um you are traveling yeah and you want to travel more you yeah that this is it's you're on your way basically yeah yeah definitely that's great isn't it do you feel like you're on your way or do you feel like you're just um just there <laughs> or not. No, no, I think I think I'm on my way. Um I know that I still um feel restricted sometimes um and I l allow myself to be restricted by uh, the thoughts um about being at home for my family and having to look after my children and um but they're growing up um they're almost adults so um yeah, I, I probably need to grow into my dream a bit more so um, I can let go of things that restrict me. So I'm also still a work in progress, mm. <laughs> of course. Yeah, that's interesting because, um, you know, my children are, are much younger than yours. Yours are mm -hmm. a lot, uh, you know, sort of a bit, quite a bit older and a bit more independent than my three- and six-year-old. But there's still something in us mothers, I think, that – struggles to sort of <laughs> not uh, not disconnect from them but to to let to let the the bonds be a little looser perhaps and let them is it is that how it feels at that point I'm not yeah yeah it, it changes um it's not like you know when they're really young you're like oh I wish they could walk so I don't have to carry them around and then they walk and you're like oh I need to run after them because <laughs> yeah <laughs> know because they're going everywhere mm. um and, and um the situation changes when they grow up other other things come up um you know um could be um that they need extra help at school could be that they have problems or health problems or something else so uh, things can come up and things change but i can also really see that um my oldest one who's a student right now um, 
I can see that he um, is slowly starting. Uh, he's still living at home because he studies in Amsterdam and we live in Amsterdam. So that's um, easy. Mm. Uh, but can see that he's more focused on other things and that he'll slowly transform his life into wanting to be not wanting to be at home anymore I mean mm. um, interesting to witness that process I'm not sure how that will go with my youngest um, but he's still in school so he's fine at home <laughs> <laughs> um, that process will probably start uh, a little later um, but yes I also, um, yes, at some point, um, it hurts my mother heart mm. that they're going to leave at some point. Mm. And it, you can see that it's a good development at the same time because they're growing and they're more, they are really, you know, uh, their own persons already. So um, at some point, they don't, will not really need me to be there. Yes. Um, yeah, they can do so many things without me. I don't need to cook for them. I don't need to. It's just that I like doing that. And it's easier if I do it. But, um, yeah, you know what I mean? Yes, they yes, can, yes. <laughs> yeah. Or, or university by themselves. They can do everything that by themselves. Um, so, yeah, they're really growing out of the house, maybe. They're taking mm. steps, <laughs> slowly right. getting out of the house. Yes. Living their own lives, which is the natural way. So it is. That's good. That means you've done your job right too, isn't it? Just there. Yes. <laughs> a very interesting <laughs> process. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, that's been wonderful talking to you today. So I feel like I've had a, a really relaxing, um, you know, I just, I don't know, how your client what your clients say to you but I just feel like every time I'm around you or talk to you I just feel so much calmer and more relaxed and at peace after I've had some Mariana time so (laughs) (laughs) so um yeah how can um the listeners get in contact with you if they'd like to um hear more about what you do with your money blocks or and where can people find you on the internet um they can find me um on the internet, um, on my website, that's mariannesigmancoaching.com, I think. Um, <laughs> I think, yeah. <laughs> that's fine. Um, and I'm on Facebook on my name, uh, Marianne Sigman. Um, wow. It's yeah, we'll, we'll put that. the links together for yeah, people Marianne to find. Sigmund, and yeah. you're on Instagram too now, aren't you? I'm only just started on Instagram, so that's still exploration uh, how that works. Yeah, I kind of enjoyed that one, um, learning how to function in that. Um, yeah, people can send me a message, email me. They can book a, uh, just a discovery call or a 15-minute chat. Um, I am not perfect in any way, so it's not all set up very well, I think, but Anyone can send me a message and I'll reply. And yeah, it'll happen it somehow, won't it? Even if it's yeah. it's not yeah. this well-oiled machine, <laughs> it work it work somehow. Yeah. Well, that's great. Messenger yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. And um, 
all the yeah take care over there in the cold Netherlands <laughs> and I look forward to seeing you in person again this year sometime Mariana okay oh, I hope so. yes somewhere in the much. world yeah I don't know if it's going to be Japan yes, or, or where but we're definitely going to see you I'm definitely going to see you in person again this year I just know it yeah Good, good, good. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, already. definitely. Okay, take care. Thanks for joining us yeah. today. Thank you for having me. Bye. Bye, Jane. So that was Mariana Siegman. She is the very calming, very supportive um, tapping to wealth coach. And I just love being around her. I'm sure you felt the same thing through that episode. She's so calming and wise. And I just, yeah, I just feel great if I've been in her presence and I feel very, very supported. So if you'd like to get in touch with Mariana, you can find her. Uh, on Facebook. She's also um, Mariana Siegman on uh, Instagram. You can follow her there and have a look at what she's up to. Um, yeah, and yeah, if you'd like to break through your money blocks or yeah, explore that area as well, she's definitely someone you should get in touch with. If you've never tried tapping before, don't worry. <clears throat> it's very easy and it's... Um, it's not scary and basically you're not doing anything bad to yourself by doing it so why not give it a go and see how it goes for you too so thanks for listening again today i just say it again could you please share this with anybody who you think might find it useful that would be really great it really helps to grow the podcast it helps people to find it and yeah especially if you have a friend who loves listening to podcasts i know i love it when someone recommends to me that they've found a new one that they really like. So thanks for listening again today. Have a great day.